I'm going to unfold for you today how serious it is to let our thoughts just run wild when they don't align with scripture. And also touch on the freedom that comes when we choose to exalt God's thoughts above our own. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me, a suicidal bipolar woman, and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose His thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. It is just like God to take traumatic experiences that we go through and turn them into beauty. It's just what he does. He does it so well. The traumatic experience that I'm referring to was a suicidal depression and bipolar diagnosis in 2013. After trying psychiatric drugs for 25 months and having to stop them because I was severely allergic and had horrible reactions, I was still suicidal. God, I believe, patiently waited for my entire life for this opportunity to really grab my attention because I had nowhere else to turn. I was already in counseling. I was I already had tried the psychiatric drugs and I was in trouble. So he had my attention when he brought in the verse 2 Corinthians 10:5 into my life which introduced me to the biblical principle of casting down thoughts that don't align with scripture. Up to that point, I would use scripture to encourage myself if I was afraid, especially if I was afraid. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Oh, I clung to that verse so often. And then there was another verse I really clung to a lot because I had a one of my children, my first child, I had to share with his dad. Um, he had two different households, and there was, in the earlier years, we had to go to court. And Proverbs 21.1, I would claim a lot, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. So in this case, the, the king was the judge. You know, our fate, my family's fate was in the hand of the judge, the king. So, you know, in those 25 years of serving, I did believe scripture, I did rely on scripture, but I never did anything with my thoughts that didn't align with scripture. I just let them cause havoc. I didn't understand that I had a responsibility and the power to actually change my thoughts and have them stop controlling me. Because at that point, in the midst of that bipolar diagnosis and that suicidal depression, my thoughts were controlling me. Thoughts of anxiety and fear and feeling completely out of control. I was in despair. When God brought this verse, 2 Corinthians 10.5, into my life, it radically changed my life because it gave me back as much control as possible having a mental illness as severe as bipolar. 
Now, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This was life-changing for me. Renewing my mind back then and understanding how to do it, oh my soul, this was such a new concept for me. I did not understand how to do it, how it worked. I just knew that I needed to do it because I was desperate. So I kind of joke that I had fear and anxiety about casting down fear and anxiety, but that is really how it started. I really had a hard time grasping it. So at first, I started to acknowledge, hey, you're anxious right now, or you're having feelings of fear, and that doesn't align with scripture. So my first step was I had to start identifying and acknowledging that my thoughts were not in alignment with what God wanted for me, because God wanted peace for me. He wanted me to trust him. That's what scripture said. So I was able to acknowledge on a very basic level that my my thoughts were run by fear and anxiety. So when, when I would identify those thoughts, I would just say, casting down imaginations. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to do this. <laughs> and I was in such a high level of crisis. Remember, I was still suicidal. And I was withdrawing from psychiatric drugs. I mean, I was a mess. So clarity was something I did not have. My brain was rapid fire 100 miles an hour. So God was so merciful and just allowed just that phrase, casting down imaginations, to be effective. Because what it did was it stopped that thought pattern of fear and anxiety by replacing it with something that was true from scripture. It doesn't actually have to be scripture, but in those crisis months of learning how to do this, I said those words, oh my soul, thousands of times probably, because the thoughts would come every few seconds or minutes. And so I was constantly going to the Lord, acknowledging that I was having a problem and trying to seek his truth, trying to understand how to cast these thoughts down so that I could have peace, so that I could be safe, so that my life could could get back on track. My whole ministry is now based on 2 Corinthians 10.5 because it radically changed my life. All these years later, I am extremely stable uh, as far as bipolar goes. I still have bipolar type 2 and the symptoms still come, but I know how to deal with that now. I have this compass of truth, and I know what to do with that compass of truth, right? The compass of truth is God's word, and now I understand how it can be a weapon in the battle for my mind. It's so powerful. So I named this podcast More Power Than You Think, because up to that point, I didn't know I had this power. I didn't know God had given me the power of scripture to overcome the lies in my mind. So it was a lack of knowledge. I didn't I didn't know what was available to me. And that's what I mean by more power than we think. When we have a lack of knowledge like I did, not understanding 2 Corinthians 10:5, the devil has us right where he wants us in bondage. I want to unfold for you a little bit the beginnings of what it means to renew the mind and why it's such a big deal. It's a life changer to understand this principle. Every single decision that we make starts with a thought in our mind. Our entire lives depend on what action we take on those thoughts. Back in 2013, I wasn't doing anything with those negative thoughts, the thoughts of fear and anxiety and despair and overwhelm 
I just let them run wild. In my course, the Diving Deep Bible Study, in one of the sections I talk about how wayward thoughts, thoughts that need to be cast down, thoughts that are not in alignment with Scripture, they're like toddlers. When we don't do anything with them and we just let them run wild, it's like those thoughts are toddlers, that we are letting do whatever they want. So imagine you're the mom, you're sitting at the kitchen table, your toddler's running around with a stick in one hand and scissors in the other, and they're poking the stick in the electrical outlet, and they're screaming at the top of their lungs, and they're throwing all the pots and pans all over the place, and you're doing nothing. That's what we're doing when we let our wayward thoughts go unchallenged with truth. We're letting them cause havoc. There's huge consequences to letting our thoughts run wild and huge consequences to feeding thoughts that don't align with scripture because they are going to take us on the wrong path. One of the biggest problems that you and I are going to have with renewing the mind is lying to ourselves that we're even having a problem. If we don't acknowledge that our thoughts are not in alignment with scripture, well, we're not going to change them. And we're going to stay in bondage. And oftentimes, we know that what we're thinking isn't isn't in alignment with what the Word of God says. We have to be honest with ourselves. In James 1, verse 22, God says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And then in Isaiah 55, 7, it says, Let the wicked man forsake his way, (laughs) and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Our thoughts are going to lead us astray. If they don't match scripture, we're going to be in trouble. In Romans 8, 6 through 7a, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's a big deal to just leave our thoughts sitting there unchallenged. Let's dissect 2 Corinthians 10, 5 just a little bit. The verse says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Try to create a picture of two big skyscrapers. One of the skyscrapers represents God's Word, which is perfect, pure, everlasting, alive, sharp, discerning, sovereign, trustworthy, the final authority, the absolute truth. And then the other skyscraper represents us our imaginations, our thoughts, and our beliefs. Now, when our thoughts are in alignment with Scripture, then God's skyscraper, the one that represents His pure holy word, is going to stay the tall, highest skyscraper in this image that we've created in our mind. And our skyscraper, representing our thoughts and our beliefs and our imaginations, stays in a lower position because we are allowing God's word and his truth to be exalted in our minds. And we are staying where we belong, under him. We are not trying to exalt our way. When a thought comes along that we know doesn't align with God's principles, we're saying, nope, that's not true. I don't believe that. That's not me. Or no, God says this. And we are keeping our thoughts under the authority of God's. So that skyscraper picture, we see God's skyscraper is tall and exalted and our skyscraper or our thoughts are in their place. 
But when we choose the wrong choice with the thoughts that don't align with scripture, we don't, like the verse said, cast them down. But we decide, like I did in 2013, let's chase, let's just take that example of the fear and the anxiety and the despair. And let's say that I choose to ruminate on that instead. And I don't cling to the promises that I can have peace at all times and that I'm safe with him and that I don't have to be afraid. But I choose instead to focus on the fear and the anxiety. Picture in your mind that those skyscrapers change. My skyscraper, the one representing my thoughts and my beliefs, has now grown. It's exalting itself above God's thoughts and principles. So his skyscraper is now below mine because I am giving my loyalty to my thoughts instead of his. So with that picture in your mind, listen to that verse again. This is what I did not do. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I didn't do that. I didn't cast down my thoughts. I chose to let them be exalted above God's thoughts. That's what renewing the mind means. This is what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid the scenario of giving our loyalty and our commitment and our action to thoughts that contradict God's. We are exalting our way above God's when we make these choices. The other thing that's happening in that moment when we choose to give our loyalty to our wayward thoughts instead of God's pure thoughts and principles is we are choosing a different authority in that moment. You know, it's easy for us to say, well, my authority is God and God's word. I mean, I make all my decisions based on that authority. Well, overall, yes, that's true. We have decided to follow the Bible and to follow God. But in the moments when we choose to exalt our thoughts above his, in the moments where we choose to not cast down our imaginations that contradict God's thoughts, we are actually obeying a different authority. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Lies and truth do not come from the same place. And so if we are choosing to exalt and believe and give our loyalty to a lie, that's not the authority of God. Uh, here's a great verse. I love this verse. This is 1 John 2, 21. God says, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. They are not the same. A lie cannot be the truth and a truth cannot be a, a lie. I hope this helps you to start to see the seriousness of not controlling your thoughts because you are actually, we, you and I, are actually giving our loyalty to the father of lies. And who's that? Well, that's old smutty face. That's the devil, Satan. It's not God. Remember, it's just in those moments. Yes, overall, we have absolutely decided to live by the principles of God's word, but we must understand what we are doing when we choose our thoughts above his, when they, when they contradict each other. We are choosing to give our loyalty to the father of lies because those thoughts did not come from God. 
Um, when we look in scripture, there's so many verses, but I want to just remind you of some names of our adversary, the devil. Here's some names that God has chosen to reveal to us in scripture of his character. Thief, adversary, destroyer, devourer, accuser, deceiver, subtle, murderer, liar, angel of light. And then John 8, b He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So can you see how serious it is to allow your own thoughts to exalt themselves above truth? When we choose to gossip instead, when we choose to criticize instead, when we choose to lust when we choose to be unkind, all these things, we are believing the father of lies. We're choosing loyalty to his way, not God's way. It's very serious. When Eve was in the garden, she switched her loyalty because God had given her a command with his actual word, like she got to hear him speak. And when the devil came to her with a temptation, she had a choice to make, right? She could have been loyal to God's word that he spoke to her, but she chose in that moment to give her loyalty to the father of lies. So really this battle for the mind started in the garden. The Bible says in Romans 6, 16, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Our thoughts must please God. He sees them all. Is it acceptable to let lies live there and not rebuke them? Can God feel welcome in our mind or is he confronted with the thoughts that oppose him? When God looks into our thoughts, is he seeing us being loyal to his thoughts or to our own? One of the reasons why again, I call this podcast more power than you think is because I didn't realize back in 2013 that I had a choice, that it was as simple as making a choice. Now, I don't want to belittle how difficult it is to go from suicidal depression to becoming stable. That was not easy and I needed support. I had people around me helping me to be safe. But as far as my responsibility in my mind, I was so empowered by 2 Corinthians 10.5, when I learned that I had a choice. I had a choice to obey God's principles above my wayward thoughts of fear and anxiety and despair. I got to choose. I got to claim the truth instead of believe the lie. This was, this was such a big deal for me, and it really did save my life. I started to be able to claim the abundant life that God had ha- had for me. Um, here's a verse in Psalm 119.59, which, which helps us to realize it really is a choice. Um, it says, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Can you see that's exactly what renewing the mind is? It says, I thought on my ways. So we're acknowledging what's going on in our mind. We're not deceiving ourselves. We're not ignoring or lying to ourselves about what our thoughts are meaning and pointing towards. We're acknowledging it, seeing it doesn't match scripture, and we're choosing to turn our feet unto what? Unto God's testimonies, unto the truth. This is so empowering. 
it also removes a lot of excuses, doesn't it? It really does. Now, the last thing I want to say is that this lifestyle of having a renewed mind for Christ, it takes surrender constantly. Because for one thing, we're never going to be done thinking. Our minds, our brains create thousands of thoughts every day, and we make decisions on every single one of them. So we're never done. We really do have to choose to surrender because the battle is always happening. There's God's way presenting itself, and there's my way presenting itself. And, and it requires my surrender and your surrender to forfeit our way and let God have his, so that his skyscraper can be exalted above ours. That's where the abundant life is going to happen. The abundant life is not going to happen if we keep exalting our way and our plans and, and our choices above God's. It, it just can't. We can't live in contradiction to God and think that we're going to be blessed. I'm actually going to end this episode with the song, I Surrender All. Ask God to show you throughout the rest of this week, where are you pampering your thoughts? Where have you been lying to yourself that your thoughts are okay? With all the thousands of thoughts that come our way, what are we doing with them? If they're not in alignment with scripture, are we acknowledging that? Are you just letting them run wild like the toddler? Are you having pity parties? There's nothing godly about a pity party. I had to learn that, especially with my depression and bipolar. You know, pity parties don't bring me abundant life. In the next episode, I'm going to get very nitty gritty about exactly how to renew the mind, a step-by-step process, and, and show you how simple and easy that it can be to renew the mind. God makes it simple, and it doesn't need to be a complicated process. We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you, but more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow, and until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own. Please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer.
Thee, my plan. 